Welcome to the fourth pillar of play, a Night Shift radio production, where we support your adventure in tabletop game design by discussing, learning, and creating right alongside you. Hey everyone, um, this week is definitely going to be a little bit different. It's just me, Josh. Um, Talon is away in the Big Easy. He is on a little uh, long weekend trip. He's gone down to New Orleans, and uh, it being such a busy, hectic week, we with school ending and everything, we really couldn't get together reliably. Um, so instead of skipping another week, uh, I offered to... Uh, do the episode solo, so we'll see how this goes. Hopefully the post-processing will be a little easier. Um, this was kind of an easy one to be able to say to go solo on because this was just going to be um, like a state of Astarok. We had talked briefly, you know, our next one should be kind of a catch-up. Like, what do we need to do? Um, you know, how, how close are we to feeling like we're done? Um, and so we were just going to kind of, uh, you know, take some of our favorite source books and you know, go through them. What did they bring to the table? Um, anyone who listens to us with some regularity knows that we're big Eberron fans, so I definitely have the Eberron book in front of me, because again, in the fourth pillar of play tradition, uh, you will hear me flipping through books. I'm definitely going to be doing that just to do a direct comparison. Um, and it was funny, because when I first went down this, you know, preparing for the episode, and the, you know, to the minimal degree that we do, because we usually like to just kind of wing it, um, I had had the uh, Taldori Reborn, which is the critical role book, which is, gosh, it's just one of the most beautiful, well-done um, 5e supplements you could ever possibly pick up. And I'm looking at it, and it is so rich with lore and classes and races and hooks and cities and geography. And I'm going, oh, my God, we are so far from being done <laughs> And then I remembered that that's uh, the culmination. The Reborn book is the culmination of, I believe, eight years of steady, regular play on Matt Mercer's part, somewhere in there. Um, and uh, it still amazes me, though, because that book is is probably edited down, you know, because he had a... That one I didn't bring because I didn't want to be too intimidated by it, so I don't remember exactly who his co-writers are on that, but they must have had to strip it down, and it's still magnificent. The artwork's amazing. Um, that's hashtag goals for sure. But in the meantime, I said, you know, you know, I was talking to Talon. I said, well, how many races do we need? Um, species, uh, lineages. I think we're going with lineages. How many, how many more lineages do we need to include before we feel like, oh, you know, that's enough of those. I mean, we just did the Iliastrians, which is really fun. Um, and spun out a ton of lore because it is funny in this process that when we come up with these things, uh, the amount of additional lore that kind of just is born very organically, um, you know, from the intentionality of what we're doing is it kind of it's kind of neat. So the Iliastrians, I, I have a whole different grasp on what I'll bring to the table when we discuss um, Oregal and the relationship of demons and things like that. Um, you know, so a big huge chunk of lore just came out of creating one species. Um, but your average book, so I'm just gonna. Get right into it. So here's the flipping pages, which apparently will be noise-gated noise out. Um, so if I go into Eberron, there's a, you know, it starts with a history of Eberron and some, and, you know, kind of an idea to let you know what setting up a game in this world is like, which, um, you know, we haven't done exactly, but we will. Um, it's something that you just would kind of, I think, put together at that moment when you're like, hey, I've gotten... Um, 
my gameplay elements and I've gotten my bigger lore chunks. And I, I don't know, to me, the welcome to type of thing is, is more of a cherry on top, um, button, button it up type of thing. Um, okay, so if we go into, we're going to use Eberron. So based on when it was published, um, they use races as their, uh, they still use the term races, which is, of course, now species. Um, but in the old 5e world, it's races. Um, so let's see. So one, that is to say that if I cannot remember to say lineages, which is what I choose to say, it's because at least in part, I'm reading races. Um, okay, so when I go down the list here for Eberron, um, you know, they have dragonborn, they have dwarves, elves, gnomes. Um, I think goblinoids at the time having goblins as a player character was kind of newer because this, this is a, a uh, an update of an older supplement, right? Eberron's been around for a very long time. Um, but they have half elves, halflings, uh, humans. Um, so they have a lot of the overlap. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to have those things too, but not exactly, um, but if I'm just looking at just the pure species that they brought to the table, they brought changelings. Um, what else? Uh, Drowators. Shifters. Uh, but the Warforged, obviously, is a huge one. That's probably my favorite of almost any 5e supplement uh, species. Um, you know, so they do dedicate time in their book to some races that we're already familiar with, which we would also do. Um, we would say what the variations are, or you can just be one. I mean, Talon and I have long held that given the nature of Esterok, nobody should really be a full-on elf. And that's actually something we'll have to put down on the TBD list as far as uh, species, races, lineages go, um, how we want character creation to go. Because um, I know him and I have talked about, and if not outright talked about on the pod, at least alluded um, to the idea that we kind of want to make it a little bit of a la carte. Um, so... As far as specific lineages or whatever that we may need to create or insert into the game, it may not be um, that may not be one that's that's higher that's high up on our list because we're going to have our own kind of unique approach. Um, yeah, you know, here so what you can so audience you can still have those moments where I pause quietly and I try to contemplate. But maybe maybe just to to say as to take a note. Um, since there is no real kind of genetic monoculture, um, maybe our race creation would have more to do with different types of, you know, metropolitan people versus rural people. I don't know. Um, but we do have one race and they essentially introduced three ish, um, three to four. I mean, so here's the thing with Eberron, for example. Eberron, yes, it has halflings, but their halflings are significantly different than other worlds. So um, we're going to have dwarves, um, but our dwarves are going to be significantly different than other people's dwarves. So these will definitely have to be some things that we can, that we'll have to address. Interesting. I didn't even think about just taking the established, you know, how much work they'll be input. I mean, not a ton of work, but uh, how much effort is going to have to be put into, um, you know, kind of... Um, localizing um, the already existing character options to our world. A uh, big thing Eberron added was dragon marks, um, which offer their kind of the currency of power in this world in a lot of ways, um, lineage-wise. But we have um, our equivalent to that, we, we figured, is, is revergence. It's pretty pretty similar idea. Revergence is going to take a lot of work. I think when we finish revergence, it's really going to be one of those things that requires playtest and requires how does this look. 
Um, all we have to do for that is to stop having busy lives. Um, let's see. But we'll, I'm sure eventually we'll get to that. Uh, let's see. So then there's a lot of politics in here, which I would love. I definitely look forward to building politics and lore. I'm very much established. I really prefer to do the lore stuff. Um, let's see. And then this looks uh, kind of go over some of the cities. It looks like they do, uh, which, yeah, we definitely do that. Uh, big thing about the gazetteer in here, um, which is a story hook feature, if I remember correctly. Um, kind of go into some of the cities. Then there's story hooks again, ish how to build, um, how to build adventures here. There's treasures, you know, because each world's going to have a specific set of treasures, which is going to be a huge thing, really, um, in um, Estrock. Because my at least my feeling on Estrock is that uh, magic weapons aren't. I really like the idea of building a toughness into your weapons, and magic items and things like that can occur certainly, and they can be found, and they can have ancient magics in them and things like that. Um, but specific treasures, you know, that's really something we haven't, yeah, we haven't really talked about that much. I don't think that's come up, um, specific. I don't even think any discussion about magic items. The only thing I had was, I think during a couple weeks ago when we were talking about, uh, Verge Warden, and I think I mentioned, um, how much I wanted to make the Verge Warden like, uh, Link from Tears of the Kingdom. Because to me, that's what a Verge, you know, a lot of what Link can do in that new game is what a Verge Warden should do. That's the coolness. Um. So, and I know, I, you know, I, th I think in there I said, you know, uh, a Verge Warden couldn't really use magic weapons because we have the ability. I wanted to copy that kind of fusion concept or not copy, but make a version of it because it wouldn't fit exactly. You can create revergent weapons or something like that. Um, then there's a whole section on friends and foes. Um, and again, this is, I'm looking at Eberron. This is a book with a lot of history, a ton of history within D&D um, &D, uh, going way back. Um, so there's a lot of monsters that have created, but again, as I've cautioned in the back, this was created with a team and this was created over an awful lot of time, actually, you know, with a dedication of time. Um, you know, it is hard as an, as you know, kind of aspiring to be an independent creator to always remember that we are not a part of a team. I mean, we are, we're a duo, but, um, we don't have a staff, um, and we have day jobs that we have to go to, um, as much as I would love my day job to be to show up at my um game design company and um clock in so to speak and just kind of sit around a table and, and start you know sketching out and designing things it's not what you do um and when you look at these books it's hard not to become overwhelmed i think it's probably just to challenge anybody who's designing their own stuff um you know the kind of work-life balance thing um so the other one i have over here to look at is um the Dragonlance book which is still sitting out here from when we were discussing our guidelines for, you know, building up the Iliastrians. Um, and again, now this is easily as storied as Eberron, if not more, um, lore-wise. Uh, but, no, no, and also the Dragonlance book is essentially an adventure book. A lot of it is dedicated um, to a Dragonlance adventure that's built into it. Because um, it, I think... Yeah, this is the one that ties in with the board game, if you want. So the, the, this kind of just does a little bit of um, character creation supplementation right in the beginning. Um, and then it just goes right into chapter one. And it, you know, well, it does their character creation, then preludes toward. Now it's, there's your little bit of, um, you know, lore dump. Uh, and then 
then it's just how to run the how to run Shadow of War. So away it goes. Uh, what do they have in here? So they definitely do a lot of the same things. A lot of it's, I mean, they only dedicate 19, 19 yeah, but it looks like 19 pages um, to lore. Uh, but again, I don't know, maybe that's because of an inherent familiarity with the setting and they build the lore into the chapters of the actual game itself. Um, so we would have to decide how much lore do we want? How much do we want to give folks, um, you know, stuff that they can build off of, um, you know, we'll have plenty of story hooks. I know we have some cities to develop. We've talked about that. We definitely have to do, um, the demon city. Um, really, I don't know if we do the city first or do we kind of narrow down exactly what we want, uh, fiendish demon folks to be. I feel like maybe we should do that before we build the city they live in. Um, what else? We really haven't done um, Last Call. I mean, it's been mentioned as a town, but we haven't uh, we haven't done a ton to really kind of round that out. Um, I don't even, you know, as I sit here, I'm not even really sure. I'm not even really sure what Last Call exactly looks like to me. Um... What other things? I know the, you know, going back to something I said earlier, I know the weapons thing is like a really big one for me. I'd really, really like to come up with a a, a weapon strength, a different different way to make um, your weapons progress. You know, very video gameish. I will freely say, you know, you start off in some, you know, some video games start off with a rusty sword, uh, and it does X amount of damage, but you can either get it fixed or upgraded, and now it does more damage. I'd, I think I just think that's a really cool, and I think it fits with the kind of uh, survival vibe that we have going here. Um, we have created two monsters um, based on these books, having spec- you know specific fiends and and, and enemies and, and opponents. Um, we'll definitely have to do more of that, but I think that'll we'll definitely get a bunch of uh, character choices built out of or a bunch of monster choices built out of. Um, setting up the demons, the demon city, especially Oregal. We'll have to stat block Oregal. Um, but we definitely need some more monsters. And if we dig back, we had some ideas of what we were going to do. And then I think um, COVID hit. COVID will really derail your private time, your, your, your time to, you know, have the energy to work on things. Because I do, I do know, I think just around when the Talon Cat was built, um, we each had a couple of... Uh, Estrox specific monster ideas that we wanted to touch on. Um, and as far as monster ideas go, we'd really, again, we, I think we're getting a much better idea of revergence, but we just, how do we make a revergent monster? Cause going all the way back to the, um, slither shadow, there was always, this is a slither shadow, but you know, TBD, what happens when a slither shadow, um, you know, ends up, you know, being revert, reverged, reverged, revergented. I don't know. What's the, word? there's gotta be a way to verb that. Um, so we definitely could use some more monsters, but, um, I think that's, that's going to be easier after the initial one. And, and maybe we could, we could just take a day. Um, I think it may be, Oregal, I think should definitely be a couple episodes, but maybe some extra, you know, extra monsters here and there, maybe Talon and I take a day and we just come up with a bunch and we kind of share them onto the show. Um, so we have plenty of monsters, lore, characters, we, you know, again, races, species, uh, lineages type things. Really, I think the next one, 
yeah, definitely demons. And I hate to be talking in circles in here, but I have no one to slow me down. Talon is, uh, you know, off. I don't know what they're doing. Probably, probably very hot. So <laughs> down there, it looks like it's very hot in New Orleans. Um, but we didn't want to put up nothing. And I think, um, I, I think I've kind of covered everything that I can cover alone on this subject. Um, but we just have, you know, I wouldn't say we're halfway there, but we've, I think we've gotten a lot of the harder stuff out of the way. We have made a city. So the next city I have a feeling is going to be, you know, again, with the help of, um, with the help of the uh, book resource we used, name escapes me at the moment. Um, I think with the help of that resource, the next city is going to be even easier because it's not our first time through. We don't really have to um, almost feel blindsided by the options because it, it's such a robust book. I just couldn't remember all the options and we didn't fully grasp all of them, but I think, um, the demon city will be easier. I think last call will be easier. Um, but we could, we could definitely establish what day to day in each of these places is a little bit more. That's a little bit of more lore that we could drop. Um, Hmm. I mean, so are we halfway done? No, I would, I would say we're not halfway done. Um, I do think a lot of the, um, but we we're further along, I think, than I think, because when I think of creating another species, it's not going to be as hard. And when I think of creating more monsters, it's not going to be as hard because we've kind of worked through that math, that challenge, that I wonder how we do this. I wonder how do you, how I do that. Um, a lot of that's out of the way. And I, I think we could, we definitely have enough imagination between the two of us. We could just um, start knocking out a lot more stuff. Um, sorry about all the ums. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so that I think is pretty much everything that I can come up with myself without a partner to bounce off of on this subject. Because part of it is I get ideas in my head, but I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to commit because we talk about a lot of different things on the show. Um. All right. Well, you know, and honestly, that's it. That's all we have for today. I wanted. I think it's better to have something rather than nothing. Um, and thanks everyone for listening. Thanks Night Shift for putting us out there. And definitely look up Night Shift. There's a lot of really great shows. Um, and, uh, you know, you may find some things that you didn't know you were interested in. Um, especially, uh, Todd and Casey do a great job talking about superhero movies and they've, uh, you know, they really fall on their sword. There's a lot of stuff they have to watch on those that I just, God bless them. Um, anyway, and if you'd like any more information or if you want to peruse our latest drafts or creations, visit us at our website, www.fourthpillarofplay.com. And that is all spelled out, spelled, spelled out. Um, and you can also like or follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Um, but we are, again, not the greatest social media citizens. And that is to say we're terrible about it. We don't tweet and we don't post Insta. Anyway, um, thank you again for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week uh, with a typical length episode. Um, and I'm not sure which direction we'll go. Maybe we'll just talk about... Uh, um, how, how my solo outing went. Um, so thank you again, everyone. And, uh, we look uh, forward to creating more with you in the future.